welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of In the Matter of HW Children, numbers 1 and 2. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 17. And this case that we're looking at today involves a very complicated family situation, so I'll try and give you the main details from the facts without getting too bogged down. The mother is the appellant in this case, and she has six children with several different men. For the purposes of anonymity, the children are referred to as A, B, C, D, E, and F. A and B are the oldest, at 22 and 19 respectively, and they live outside of the family unit. C, D, E, and E are now 14, 11, and 9 respectively, and they are the subject of this case. F is the youngest and their father is the current partner of the mother and is himself an appellant in this case as well. For some background, the family have had a lot of involvement with the local authority, which began when the mother herself was only a child. E's father was sexually abusive towards the mother and there have been concerns raised about neglect of the children as well. Proceedings were started in the past and while none of the children were removed from the home, A had been made of the subject of a care order when he was a child. It seemed like things were turning around for the family when, in late 2019, social services closed the case on the family after witnessing considerable improvement in the quality of care. Unfortunately, it was the conduct of A that actually opened things back up. He is a young man who, to put it lightly, has a lot of issues to the extent that social services required A to be prohibited from remaining in the family home and from being unsupervised around the children of the family. In spite of this, he did visit the house for short periods and on one occasion he sexually abused E while the mother and her partner were distracted. On the back of this, the local authority issued proceedings in March 2020 in order to obtain care orders in respect of C, D, E and F as well as to have them removed from the family home. The initial application for an emergency protection order failed, but a non-molestation order was made in respect of A, who was then prevented from coming to the family home. The full case then later went before a judge, who eventually decided that care orders should be made in respect of C, D and E, but that the case of F should be adjourned. That decision was then upheld by the Court of Appeal, but the parents appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. When it comes to these types of cases, the judge should engage in three stages of analysis. First, they have to establish the relevant facts of the case. Secondly, they should assess whether the legal threshold for a care order under the Children Act 1989 has been crossed. And then, thirdly, if that threshold has been crossed, the judge should make an appropriate order. During this process, the judge should give due regard to the welfare checklist set out in section 1, subsection 3 of the Children Act. Importantly for these proceedings, this includes consideration of any harm that the child has suffered or is at risk of suffering, as well as consideration to the range of powers that are available to the court. Any judge should also be aware that a care order will necessarily engage Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights which is the right to private and family life. With that in mind, such an order ought to only be made when it is necessary and proportionate to do so, 
and the judge should be sure to consider all of the options available to them. Part of the legal analysis should also bear in mind the 2013 Supreme Court decision of In Re B, where it was decided that an appellate court is not to make fresh findings of fact, and should only intervene if the original findings of fact are simply wrong, or if the judge's reasoning was inadequate. All of this is quite a lot, but it does give us a useful background which we can work with and apply to these proceedings we have in front of us today. In this case, the parents are arguing that the judge did not consider less interventionist options when making their decision. Indeed, the local authority conceded that the judge did not consider the full range of powers available to them, but their argument was that when the judge's decision was read as a whole, it can be seen that the judge did effectively consider all possible options. Either way, there is no challenge to the judge's findings of fact, or even that the threshold for making a care order had been reached. The appeal is based on the third stage of analysis that we mentioned above. So the first question for the judges was to decide whether the original judge in the case should have considered four matters that were raised by the parents. These were, if the children were left with their mother, the likelihood that they would suffer sexual harm, the consequences of such harm, the possibility of such harm being reduced or mitigated, and the comparative welfare advantages and disadvantages of the options. It will probably not surprise you to learn that the justices found that all four of those things should be considered by the judge as items of interest that flow directly from the welfare checklist. The next question though was whether the judge made an error in law by failing to take full account of those four things we just listed. Now, the possibility and consequences of sexual harm do not apply to this appeal, because those are findings of fact, but the justices certainly can consider the possibility of mitigating such harm as well as the other welfare options available. Ultimately, the justices found that while the judge did a good job at carefully considering the facts of this case, they did not consider the efficacy of existing injunctions against one of the other fathers, as well as the non-molestation order against A. Indeed, there was no real critical analysis of the options which a judge should provide in such proceedings, and so the process was flawed. Thus, the appeal was allowed, and the case was remitted for a rehearing. Now, when it comes to decisions like this, there tends to be a degree of scepticism about returning children to a home where conditions are far from ideal, and the parenting leaves a lot to be desired. I am sympathetic towards that point of view, but I would ask people to also consider the alternative. The care system is not awful in this country, but it leaves a lot to be desired, and is not really where you want kids to end up. Even in the best case scenario, if the children in this case had ended up with a good temporary foster home, the move would still be disorienting and the change would be disruptive. That is why there is a reluctance to remove children from their family home, and why Article 8 is given such a prominent role in these cases. It is true that the children in these proceedings are at risk of harm, but there are other ways of mitigating that harm without resorting to such extreme measures as advocated by the judge in this case. And that is why I am inclined to agree with the Supreme Court here. The findings of fact should generally be left as they are, but if a judge has made a mistake as to the law or failed to consider all of the options available to them, then it is right for appellate courts to intervene. 
Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com, who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, we considered the controversial Northern Ireland Protocol Bill and in particular the arguments around necessity that relate to it and whether necessity can actually be applied as the government argues. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!